Welcome to Around the Table. Change is hard. That's true for everyone, but especially true for us as a group known for holding fast as society whizzes by us on the way south. But change can be good. It can be bad. So how do we navigate through the turbulent times in which we live without losing sight of our unchanging God? We hope you enjoy this candid discussion. One of the key messages of the New Testament is change. Repent and be converted. We want to continue to change throughout our individual lives and as a part of the body of Christ, reflecting our desire to grow in the knowledge and the stature and the mind of Christ and in his likeness. For example, the book of Ephesians talks about the incredible change that the first generation church in the blood of the New Testament of Jesus Christ had to adapt to as Jews and Gentiles became one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through you all and in you all. I'm Greg Lehman from the Wolcott, Indiana Church, and I'm here today to talk about navigating change. And I'm Kurt Frank, and I serve the La Crosse, Indiana congregation. And I'm Ken Wietrich, and I have the privilege of serving in Indianapolis. So, Brother Kurt, I think sometimes as we think about change and the uncertainty of change, that it's helpful for us to focus on the things that are unchanging and abiding. And what are some principles in your life that are just steady and steadfast and sure? Well, um, Brother Greg, I appreciated the, the topic that we are talking about. I appreciated the word navigate or navigating change. And when I think about that, um, I had to look it up. And it said, plan and direct the route of a course of a ship, an aircraft, or a form of transportation, especially by using instruments or maps. Mm-hmm. And I think of the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the topic of navigating change. We're not, the topic is not embracing change. The, the topic is, is um, navigating because we know that not all change is good, not all change is bad. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about the, the uh, about navigation, I think of the word of God. I think of the scripture that says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we need to go to when we have to discern what is good change and where change could possibly lead us down a path we really don't want to go. So we're leaning on the unchanging Word of God Mm. through all of it. And that's a great compass to help us navigate, isn't it? It truly is. Yeah. Peter says the Word of the Lord endureth forever. And uh, the Word, this is the Word by which the gospel is preached unto you. And I think, you know, we think about our responsibilities to be alert and aware of how things are changing and and yet how the Word of God applies to our current realities and navigating through that. I appreciate that lamp and just a, a clear path. And so through that, Brother Ken, a lot of times we just think about, we know, you know, as we're together even today, we met a little bit before and we just talked about things that are just unshakable for us that hold and bind us together. And what are some of those things for you? I think it is our common faith. And when we spend time together, we just realize how we connect, how we believe. And um, so it's our faith that 
binds us together. I also want to acknowledge that it's very natural for us to fear when we see something we don't understand. It's just built in us to uh, protect and to stay alive. And so, so I, I know from my experience that change will come and storms will come that I don't understand. So what unites me and us, I think, is God's design. Um, first of all, he desires communion with him. And when we are one with him, we are at peace and we can move forward and we can figure it out. Uh, I think his design of our earthly families and our generations that help us learn from each other and the older ones, uh, and then our church family, where we're then blended together in our different gifts, we could go and we could communicate and say, how was it in your day? Or how should I respond? And if I can learn to listen and trust in that, that design by God, then it goes well. It takes some work, though, doesn't it? Well, it, it does. Yeah. I just think of that, you know, in Ephesians 2, it just says that we're endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. You brought that peace up. You know, mm-hmm. in the midst of change, there's there's turbulence, there's uncertainty, and peace is not the absence of the storm, right? It's the calm in it. It's not the absence of change. It's not a tranquility thing. Sometimes I think we see peace as tranquility. He, he gives us the tools we need. So um, I think there are actions that we can take. But it starts with an attitude, I think. I find it. it's that fear that brings emotion that uh, makes me want to respond quickly or without enough information. And so when you just look at what the Word promises us and how we can respond by first prayer with Him, then those, those, uh, that emotion subsides and we can listen and learn. Yeah. Brother Kirk kind of focusing on, right, these unchanging principles of the word that we were grounded on that don't change that help us understand how to navigate change and and then the 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 just unspeakable beliefs right that bind us together and have for generations powerful but in the midst of that you know i think we recognize that um, there's challenges and there's always fears involved with change and i just have a little story i want to share from when i was a boy about 10 years old uh I was a town kid, and my grandparents were well up from where Brother Kurt's at, and lived in Couts, and we went to the lacrosse church a lot as I was growing up. And uh, I'd go up for the week. I always looked forward to it. One time I was up, Grandpa decided he was going to butcher some chickens, and he sent me into the house to get a knife from Grandma. And when I got in the kitchen, she gave me, she, she opened the door, she took out two knives, and she sharpened them against each other. And in Proverbs 27, 17, it says that iron sharper than iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And I didn't get what was going on there uh, as I watched that. But probably 30 years later, the truth of that came home to me. And as she put those two knives together, there was pressure, there was tension, there was friction, and there was heat. But they came at each other at the right angle, and they went the length of the blade. And when I headed out to Grandpa with those knives, they were sharp. And what I saw there was if we disengage, we stay dull. If we don't go the length of the blade, we don't take the opportunity really to strengthen each other. And if we should come to blows, then we do damage that we've got to get a stronger instrument and grind those nicks out. And I think as that applies to change is recognizing that Change has some work to it. And if we're going to come out sharpened or improved, sometimes we think of change as negative. 
because of the tension, mm-hmm. friction, heat, right? Some of the things, the elements of change are not easy. And so let's talk a little bit about that. You know, what are the negative impacts? What can those be? Really, can if we resist change or either of you, if you just think about resisting change I, or the challenges with change? I, I think I think you have to acknowledge that that we we have fears and often the things that we love the most we have the strongest reaction to. It's natural. So I love the fact that God understands the fears. It's all the way through the word how people responded in their time of change. It's so natural. So, but if we we are so uncomfortable and so stretched, stressed that we withdraw into ourselves and we hide and we don't communicate, we don't do the hard things, surrendering it to God, going to each other, understanding, then it can be it can be a, a, a bad thing in our life. We can even grow bitter. We can even go to the place where we're, we're going and telling everybody else our fears, creating more division and more emotion instead of more of a, a, a spiritual response that, that is humble and waits on God and then communicates with each other. Yeah, That think, would be my fear. Yeah, you kind of outlined disengagement and blows both, right? Yeah, in the well, illustration, right? They, they can both happen. And it's fairly natural, right? Yeah. Sometimes in our fear, we just we just retreat or potentially re- we retaliate. In, in Philippians where it says we shouldn't be anxious for anything, it seems almost impossible, but it just it's just a reminder, God's loving promise to say, just calm down, Ken. Just listen to me. And then that last part of that says the peace of God is what will survive. Um, Believe me, I've learned the hard way too many times, but I know that's true. Kurt, as we were visiting a little bit before, you've served a lot of years. And whether Ken and I are relatively new in the role, we're pups in the role. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, what what can you share from your experiences of just... uh, what you've seen with resistance to change or just challenges of change? Well, I appreciate what Brother Ken has shared about the fear end of things. And that has a tendency, fear has a tendency to rob us of so many things. It's not just an emotion that is there, but it's something that takes away from us. And it's going to take away our joy. And it's one of, I think, when we think about joy, it's one of the things that God truly wants Mm. His children to exemplify. Amen. Right. Yeah. And and what I what I when I think of joy, it's a in the I guess the deeper spiritual meaning of is expressing God's goodness when we have when we have joy. Mm. It's not happiness. It's mm. it's because even in difficult times we can express God's goodness in our lives. Mm. And. Um, the word says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if he robs us of our joy, he's robbing us of our strength. And um, Satan gains an upper hand. And and I, I've experienced it. I've seen it happen. And I just want, I just want to keep that from, from gaining the upper hand in any of our lives. And it's not really something we learn once and always do or remember we have to keep learning it over and over again yeah 
Well, the yeah. variables change, don't they? Yeah. And we don't recognize that sometimes. Coming at it with a completely separate set of variables, and then we find ourselves reacting in a way that's not consistent with what we did when we were yeah. overcoming and, yeah. and joyful yeah. about God's goodness to us in spite of maybe some inconsistency or, or challenge in our life, wherever that is. Yeah. We talked a little bit before, I don't know if you have thoughts about... Uh, just the continual change that God brought into the life of the children of Israel in the Old Testament. you have any, any thoughts on that at all? Or? You know, I think when we read through there, we see that God brought changes. And some of them were difficult changes. Some of them were bad changes. Mm-hmm. And he brought them for specific reasons that the children of Israel didn't mm-hmm. even begin to understand. You think about, you think about um, you know, Joseph... Uh, the time of the of the when they didn't have food in 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 Israel and Joseph had been his life had taken a an ugly turn and an ugly change at the hand of his brothers and and yet he was there and God was using him to provide uh, food for his people God's hand was in all of that long before the children of Israel. Eventually, they came to live in the land of Goshen. But 400 years passed, and they found themselves in, a, in, a, in an awful spot. They found themselves in bondage. And then God led them out of the land of Egypt. And on that journey, it was only supposed to last, I think, 40 days, and it lasted 40 years. A lot of that was because they resisted change. They resisted some things that God wanted to lead them through. Okay, They had changed already in the course of time. Time had had really worn them down and they changed more than God wanted them to change. They had had embraced idol worship and and all of that. We can read that in in the book of Ezekiel, the the many things that that they had taken on. So um, I think it's just, I think when we, yes, we don't like change, but we occupy such a small space of time. God has seen the whole picture. And we don't see what he sees. We don't see no. what he sees. And, and we have the beautiful map, road map, of his word that we can go into and we can say, you know what, God understands all of this and he's got a purpose in all of it and i think it's up to us to to try to discern where god is leading and where perhaps satan is trying to to lead us astray taking us back to those principles and those unspeakable that unspeakable faith Mm -hmm. where we started right if we go back to ground on that when things uh, around us, our environment around us is is changing. Knowing that God knows that those principles will lead us through that time of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I like your example from the perspective. I wonder how many times in my life I've m- uh, multiplied the length of the journey by yeah. my resistance oh my to what God's trying to do with me. Oh my goodness! You know how much better could it be if I just submitted? And I think you talked about you know submission. And uh, humility, esteem, you know, self-sacrificing love as some of the principles, the principles of truth that 
are just unchanging and will take us through every season and every change in life. Yeah, take the the first chapters in in Matthew, you know, the Beatitudes, the Lord's Sermon there on the Mount. There's so much that is in there that that is applicable to our lives today. And and that's those are the things that will help us chart a course through our life where we won't we won't run into a brick wall. And because it's never good for anyone. It's yeah. painful. So what can some of the pitfalls be that, that are a part of our human nature, to our approach to change? What are some of those? And that, you know, I'm sure we can't draw them all out, but what are a few that maybe we could talk about? That, well, I think we're talking about it. So it's easier to advise someone else on, hey, it'll be okay. And when it's us, uh, I can say for Lynn and I, through our life, we've had our share of desert times, and um, I don't want to do it again. But I am confident in God's redemption, um, learning to wait on whatever he has in mind. Some of those are self-inflicted. Some are out of our control. The things that we love the most are the hardest to adapt to. So I would just say, you know, what we found was, and uh, I hope Lynn doesn't mind me saying this, but sometimes there was some friction between, between us trying to figure it out. But when we could become one, when we go to our knees together and pray together, and then we become one with the Father, then it starts, possibilities start coming. Right. Like, first of all, we, we get our minds around, God, I'm going to lay this on the altar before you, and I trust you. And then it seems like the way opens up. So iron sharpens iron. And I think that's one of the things that you learn going through it, that this is going to be a learning process. Yeah. So that's just between, you know, you as a couple, and yet that's God's view for the church. Totally. He we wants see- us to come together. Yeah. And, and trust him. This is really all about trusting God because he shares with us, he will lead us. The indie church, I'm sure, is like probably most places where we have our peaceful times and we have our times of conflict. And, um, and I think those examples do play out where you learn that, you know, left to yourself, you form camps and you, you talk. But God says, get together. You know, just come together, starting in prayer and then just talking. We learn that in the elder body. Yeah. The beauty of us coming together and considering things, and you come with one perspective, and then you hear your brother who you trust and love, and he's bringing out scriptures, and my goodness sakes, your heart changes. Yeah, yeah. Focusing on interests and not positions, right? When we go back so many times to that common interest, yeah. I think of times we get together for forums and conference, and, you know, we have topics that we know have some tension in them and i admit i go sometimes with some anxiousness where's this going how's this going to turn out and one of the things that's been beautiful and reassuring to me and the more experience i have they assure me going in up front that we're going to take the word out we're going to rightly divide it we're going to apply it we're going to speak truth to each other and i always come home encouraged i'm encouraged to work with you brothers and all the brothers that work with on the elder body as we navigate the tremendous the, the pace of change in our society mm-hmm. you know some things coming at us faster than we're able to process quite frankly mm-hmm. and uh 
just to, but to know that we have a body that respects each other and goes to the word to solve those issues is really reassuring. I think it's important that aspect of going to the word is just one thing that I have so deeply appreciated is, is how, how often in those situations that somebody will say, let's look at this verse, let's look at this scripture. And, and it's a scripture that, that is just, it's, it's just never, it's such a living word. Yeah. And we find so much comfort in and it. And it's so perfect. Or let's pray. I always love pray. that when right. somebody says, let's pray. Right. Yeah. We're, oh, this is intense. Let's pray. It's yeah. just heartwarming. Yeah. So when I think about just uh, being careful, right, that we avoid extremes and we respect each other's views, we go that length of the blade together, it's just really helping us. And so, so we've heard a little bit we, of, of the term change fatigue. And uh, what would you, how would you address that? Brother Ken or Brother Kurt, how would you, what do you think of that? Well, I think we've been um, saying it and talking about what to do and how to respond. Uh, but I think there's something to it that we want to be mindful of, that we, we find the right pace and that we respond in the right way. Mm-hmm. Again, I think we can go back to the Word and we can see we have a tendency to look at our life right here in our, our own little world and think, oh, things are changing so fast. But we can look into the Word and we can see where God's people went through some major major changes mm-hmm. and 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 it was and God's hand was in it um, I think let's be a little careful when we say oh I'm just so tired of change if God wants us to be show us what change is yeah. he really could yeah know? oh yeah you know and we would realize that maybe it wasn't so bad where we were again none of us I understand, I understand the, the concept behind it. But again, it should drive us to the word where we find, we find comfort in knowing that we can put our trust in God and he's going to lead us through it. I, I'm thinking of Nehemiah's <clears throat> prayer because we had a situation years ago in Indy where there was some division and real concern and uh, I was in the car with a, a, another brother we were involved in, and I was a little riled up I was a little fearful not knowing how to respond and be ready and and we prayed and I said what are we going to do brother and he said he had a pad and a paper and he said I'm going to look for nuggets of truth and man I was just at peace and we walked into that room and he sat down and he had his paper out and he goes, I want to know what you're concerned about. And oh my goodness, it took minutes before we were praying and singing and rejoicing together. That was just a real lesson. And I, I think when Nehemiah was all upset about the walls and the condition of Jerusalem, he didn't. He just, he prayed a prayer of repentance. And he started with a broken heart before God and he called on the promises of God. So that's where I'd like to be. Yeah, that's beautiful. Maybe we could kind of wrap it up a little bit and just reflect 
and you may have the ability to reflect the most on this, Brother Kurt, what if some, just you think of some real positive changes that have taken place in your tenure in the elder body and maybe the way we've approached some things that have really helped edify our body? Well, I, um, I think of one of the things uh, surrounding our, our memorandum. Um, I can go back, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And when I was, um, I had responsibility at West Lafayette Church. And I had a burden about coming down, reading the memorandum, um, whether we would get the young people to come and to listen. And I, and I, I shared the burden. We had our, our stewardship meeting. I shared my, my heart with the, the brothers that were, that were there. And, um, I had the memorandum with me and, um, and the brother says, well, Kurt, let's, can, can I read the memorandum? I said, sure. I handed them each a, a copy of it. And these are brothers who were in the education. Um, uh, they were professors, several of them around the table. And, and I, I, I wasn't sure where they stood and they got done reading and they looked up and says, Kurt, this is wonderful. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this. But we think it needs to be presented differently. In other words, how, how you read it. And, and, and another thing they said, they need to have this in their hands so they can look at it and they can read along. We had never done that before. We had never passed out the memorandum. Right. And so I said, okay, let's try it. And I ran the memorandum off. We handed it out. And, and the brothers and sisters there encouraged the young people to come. Said, you really need to come. And they came. And there were some that said, I've been a member for five years, and I, this is the first time I've sat through a memorandum. And I really appreciated it. And I think of that, and I've had conversations with brothers and sisters over the over the years that said, you know, that was that was a change that I wasn't so sure that was a good idea. But now I see the real value in it. That's just one little change. Yeah, there's nothing special. There was nothing inherently um, special about that piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I think we were a little fearful. We didn't want it to come across as the as the word of God. We didn't, but it's not the word. We use the word of God mm-hmm. right. in in preparing the memorandum. It's it's God's principles, right? So appreciate that a lot. And I think you know through the years there's been things like that where we've seen some transitions and and just the importance of meeting our youth where they are and being more transparent and open with uh, what's taking place at conferences. We opened up uh, the conference recordings locally, and I remember a young man, friend of the truth for a long time, came, and afterwards he said, that's just a bunch more high-powered sermons. And I thought, well, I'm just really glad that that's the way he saw it, right? We're just speaking the truth, the Word of God. So I think it's just, you know, as we think through change, I just want to, you know, we just be an encouragement to each other. If we look at Titus 2, it talks about cross-generational Teaching, learning, open, willingness that the body of Christ would be strengthened. There's been generational gaps from the beginning of time. 
And there's instruction in the Word and how we deal with that and how we deal with change and how we transition that from one generation to the other. So we can be thankful, right, that God's given us the opportunity, the clarity, the tools through His Word and through this body of believers where we're committed to each other to navigate the changes that we're facing in our generation. Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.